Dan Burrish. Who is he? What's a J-Rod? And what are aliens doing hanging out at Area 51? Check it out on Talk is Cheap. Oh, yeah. planet earth and beyond and everybody in between my name is pete hobleib welcome to another episode of talk is cheap and of course uh to my right as always dan hofeld what's up i uh heard you say something about aliens so i grabbed my ufo shirt real quick while uh the intro was rolling nice nice yeah because i knew it was important of course it's on our store if you'd like this made it myself designed it all ready to go and the cover-up folks the truth is out there Right, Pete. Right, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties over here. Uh, you have a so wardrobe malfunction. I am. Uh, so, uh, and over there on the far right, Dusty, how's, how you, how's your night going? I was having a, a wonderful night, and then trying to watch you take that jacket off was even better. Uh, oh, I'm doing a great job. Uh, I'm having a, a great time. You're doing a great job so far, Pete. I uh, greatly appreciate oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Mm. So I'm going to keep talking oh, until I you get that figured out. Are you going to flip that over? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope, Sorry, nope. man. All right. Sorry, Hi. Okay. Dan. <laughs> Dan, any thoughts on the shenanigans going on this far? I just, it's we got to roll with it, right? Roll man. with the punches. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. Those uh, astute viewers will probably figure out what the heck I'm, I'm doing here and why I'm struggling. Definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so tonight's episode. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, off, off to a rocky start, but we're going. Um, so, uh, topic submitted by Ash Robinson. Uh, this is another one of those topics that have been kind of sitting around for a while, but uh, finally got around to doing it. Wanted us to look into Dan Burrish a, a little bit, a microbiologist mm-hmm. and a, a J-Rod, uh, which is another term that they, they call the gray aliens. Why is that? Uh, Why a J-Rod? We'll get into that. Oh, we'll get into that. Yeah, everything has a... Everything in due time, Sir Yes, Dusty. yes, I, I'm... Too okay. curious. So, uh, of course, with topics like this, in short, uh, Dan Burrish is a guy that uh, had multiple interactions with an alien on Area 51. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it comes with controversy. Okay. Yep. Um, so, we're going to talk about some discrepancies, I think, as we go through. Um, one of the, the red flags, and it shouldn't matter to me, is that he did change his name. Uh, to Doctor uh, to Dan Crane. Actually, it's Doctor Dan Burrish or Doctor Dan Crane. So you can kind of Google them and find them on under both names. Okay. Uh, so if you uh, Google Dan Burrish, uh, J Rod or Dan Crane, J Rod, you'll you'll find a bunch of stuff um, about him. So uh, he we got a question over here. Oh yeah, go for it already. Uh, why did he change his name? I, well, that's a good question. I didn't find that. Okay. Uh, out other than um, this is what happened. It's America, and people can do whatever they want. I'm going to so. change mine. Okay, yeah. also to not so long, yeah. um, <laughs> but thick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, he, Doctor Dan Burrish or Dan Crane. I'm just going to call him Doctor Burrish or Dan Burrish moving forward. Uh, Burrish claims to have been a senior operative scientist uh, responsible uh, to the Committee of the Majority and the Majestic. Twelve, uh, from 1986 to 2003, the Majestic Twelve, and then only to the Majestic Twelve, 2003 to 2005, um, and then Majestic 
12 was uh, allegedly adjourned in 2005. So what's Majestic 12 or MJ-12? Uh, some viewers may want to know. Um, well, it's a secret committee of scientists, military leaders, and government official formed, uh, officials formed in 1947 uh, by Harry Truman. 47, by the way. Yeah. Roswell. Yeah, right. Ding, ding. Yep, yeah, ding, ding, ding. Uh, to facilitate recovery and investigation of alien spacecraft. So recovery, uh, 1947, right? Um, he, uh, Dr. Burrish worked on various black op projects. Uh, Project Lotus was one and Project Aquarius. Project Lotus, uh, for those of us who are, are keeping up on stuff like that, had to do with a Ganesh particle, which is a particle that can be used to create life. So not like the Higgs boson God particle, but mm-hmm. supposedly can create life with it. And then Project Aquarius, which is the research of extraterrestrial biological entities and their presence on Earth. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Another cool little thing about Dan is that he was abducted in uh, 1973, I believe, in the early 70s. Um, and I, I do have some video, a really cool, like I said, Dan Burrish, if you Google him, you'll find so many things on YouTube, so many websites that talk about him. He's been on the scene for a long time um, and uh, and is yeah, telling actually, his story. The video you got here that you're going to be showing in a few minutes, the segments out of it, I... Project Camelot. I watched a lot of this stuff back in the day. Get done with work after 12 hours. It's like lay in bed. It's like oh, I got to listen to this stuff and keep up. It was just so much crazy, crazy stuff. Great story, yeah. though. Yeah, it is a super cool story. Um, and I guess before we get into the video, I just want to say like like this. Um, when we get into alien stories, when we talk about aliens and their interaction, presence on Earth, traveling between star systems, um, there's a lot of different variations about about it and i thought the omission of some of the other stuff i've heard from maybe some of the other um uh, people that that we've talked about on the show maybe Corey good for one it didn't come up so it there's some cool things but it, it doesn't like necessarily fall perfectly in line with some of the other stuff we've talked about uh-huh. okay so i want to talk uh we'll take a quick look this is dan talking about his abduction in 1973 and, and uh that it's happened okay apparently what has happened to you well uh, in, in 1973, I was playing in a park in Southern California in Mayboyer Park. And um, this is going to probably come out in one or more of the versions of the debriefing with me. I was playing um, baseball with my grandpa in the park. And I was having him throw me a, a ball so I could catch it over my shoulder. I was trying to run away at the same time that he would throw the ball so I could try to catch the ball like Willie Mays is famous catches. Uh, During one of these throws of the ball, um, I remember looking up toward the sun because it was high in the the sky at the time. It was summertime. And glancing away because the sun was blinding me, looking down toward the grass, which was very bright green at the time, and then seeing a flash where the grass appeared to turn black. I appeared, uh, from my perspective, I was I was covered in a shadow. The shadow reminded me of a triangular bat kite that I had played with with uh, my grandfather yeah, over the riverbed nearby. And that's the way I basically was able to describe it at the time. I was, what, nine? I was nine at the time. Um... And the grass. Then I remember mm-hmm. a flash 
immediately there's a disjoint memory of this. It's not contiguous. Where I saw my grandfather sitting over by a tree several yards away from me. And the sun had clearly moved in its aspect to me, so time had clearly passed. Mm. The earth had moved and time had passed. Okay, we can stop it there. Yep. So anyway, there there it is. Go to now now, uh, to the next one, uh, 1955 um, time. And then he he talks a little bit more about it that I want to just kind of absorb this and we'll continue to continue. But the J-Rod showed me what happened to me that I was picked up and that I was laid down on a table in some sort of a craft. Uh, and that this craft was a, a generally um, uh, chevron-shaped, uh, almost triangular-shaped uh, craft. TR3B. And I was laid down uh, next to a series oh, yeah. of young people, one of which was, in fact, the son of the former MJ-1. Something went wrong during uh, the, okay, the course of there. my so- time. I wanted to kind of share that. So they kind of so he was abducted, brought up um, to uh, this uh, craft. Mm-hmm. Now he used the term J rod. Okay, um, so what's a, a J rod? Um, does the U.S. at well? Um, as I mentioned earlier, he became friends with a gray alien, and it's a J rod named uh, Chiela. Chiela, uh, and this particular gray alien was from the future. 50, roughly 52,000 years from present, okay? Um, how they do this is they have time travel technology that they can, you know, pop in and out of time periods, um, and they come from the Aquarius constellation, uh, Gliese 876C, and this is how they identify themselves at J, as J-Rods, as Gliese 876C is approximately 15 light years from Earth, and this, uh, it's like a staging base they use that it cuts down mm. time tra- t- time to travel here. Um, uh, they, I, the J Rod, this particular uh, J Rod Chiela, uh, identified himself to the Sigma Linguistics team numerically as he pointed to an inertial bar drawing and a J from the alphabet, fifteenth letter. So oh, J Rod. Okay. So. Um, it's descriptive and sums to 15 um, as a bar in the Mayan number system equals five and the 10th, oh, ten, excuse me, 10th place in the alf- alphabet is J. So uh, inertial bar, bar in the Mayan system is five, uh, 10th letter is J, J-Rod okay. is what they call them. Um, so anyway, they're from uh, originally from Zeta Reticuli uh, and they travel from the future to look for a fix for their DNA problem. They have a lost genetic factor. I've heard of this. These J-Rods, these gray aliens, are descendants from humans. Okay. Okay. 52,000 years in the future. And what's interesting, and we always bring up Stargate on this show when we talk about aliens. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the interesting things that the gray aliens in uh, Stargate were dealing with was that they were having trouble with their DNA. Hmm. So, because they would they would clone and they were having trouble and they were losing certain uh, aspects uh, they, of it. They, that show hits so much. I know it's, it's I, crazy. I, yeah, <laughs> as I was going through this, and I knew that you were going to say that because we talk about oh that all the God. time. It's like it's Stargate. It seems to be like completely full disclosure. Now it's in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so uh, they're descendants of of humans. Uh, Chayela survived a UF, UFO crash in Kingman, Arizona, in nineteen fifty three. So about six years after. Uh, Roswell. 
Um, and then at that point, the government took him to Area 51, and there he sat for years and years. Excuse me. So when I talked earlier about the discrepancies and how things don't line up, this is where it kind of gets a little goofy because I think Roswell and the and the Kingman crashes get confused sometimes on the websites and stuff because I came across sites that said, oh, in the Kingman um, uh, crash, there was only dead aliens. Oh, no, but there was two survivors. According to this account, there was just mm-hmm. one, Chela. So it gets a little goofy, but overall it, it seems like that to me that I look at the more consistent stuff, but anyway, um, and it seems like the the popular belief here is that just one alien Chela made it out out of the 1953 uh, Kingman, Arizona crash. Um, uh, play 42, uh, 4216. Did Dan, you uh, did you skip twenty two twenty two? We never played that one. Oh no, I didn't play that one. You're you're queued up. This is after the abduction. Nice getting the synchronistic numbers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Boy, I like to play uh, baseball uh, and uh, with GI Joes and things like that. The the record of me at the time was that I had an okay acuity in science. That's what the the uh, the elementary school teachers were saying. I don't remember having acuity like that in science. And there's a disjoint in my own story of myself because of this, because. After I was put down uh, back in the park, over the course of the next couple of years, there were changes in me. But then again, there should have been because I was growing up. But there was a, a, a substantive intellectual change in me where I was no longer interested in those same things of my youth. Hmm. Was that maturation? Probably some of it. Was it a change as a result of what was done with me on board the craft? The Majestic thinks so. Thinks that it had something to do with that other boy. Because that other boy was uh, known as um, very bright. So anyway, yeah, there's a whole other subplot with this other guy. But anyway, uh, what I wanted to... uh, kind of bring up here is that he was abducted placed back and then suddenly went through some sort of intellectual awakening right Mm -hmm. and what struck me with that when i was watching this video is that in we're in wisconsin where we broadcast from wisconsin and i would say about you know Uh 40 miles away is richland center small town called richland center one of the most well i guess not documented, but uh, talked about alien abductions in the state of Wisconsin happened right off of County Road Double Z, right outside of Richland Center. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, it was a father-son couple was driving back, I believe, from like from Minneapolis or something down to Madison, and they were abducted, lost time there, uh, started remembering bits and pieces. But one of the things they described was that after the event, they slowly both like became like they started writing out mathematical equations they didn't understand hmm. and uh, started doing all this complex math and physics and science stuff. So I thought that was, there was some echoes of that there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to mention that as a sidebar. Okay. So got oh super, my goodness. he got super smart. Um, eventually went on, he got his uh, degree in microbiology, got hooked up with uh, the folks out at area 51. Um, yeah. Did it say, 
Oh, he got hooked up with them at Area 51? Did he he was just doing his biology stuff and then they came to him? Um he hooked up with um somehow with the military in 86 and, and started with MJ twelve. Hmm. Um you know, it's funny you mention that too, because there's some uh discussion around his credentials, as you always find in this this type of stuff. Um, and supposedly some of the stuff he said he's been to, the, you know, he was actually with security guard working at some other place or something. But uh, yeah, we'll just let that one do your own <laughs> research and make your own decision on that. But anyway, you got hooked up with him. So um, uh-huh. uh, before we get too far ahead, uh, go to 4216, Dan. This is uh, talks a little bit... Um, uh, of the history of uh, how these uh, grays and, and J-Rods all, all happened. The idea was to reverse uh, his an illness that, that he and the, his people have, which yeah, we is were, the 52. The 52s. And, and what we were trying to do initially, jumping off onto the biology a little bit, what we were trying to do is we were trying to actually strip the exterior cytoplasm off from the cells and and... Uh, produce cells which would be independently functioning, then to understand those cells biochemically, genetically, so that those cells could then be re-added as a graft into the J-Rod to attempt to ameliorate the the neuropathy. That's what one of the the, the, the stated goals was. (laughs) Easier said than done. But um, we were told, though, that if... All right, that's good. So anyway, d- describing what their goal was and what his role was uh, working for him. So uh, these gray aliens got some DNA issues, uh, and they were trying to help him by creating basically a self-functioning cell that would then uh, take care of these these problems. Um, what's interesting is this is an older video, and now with CRISPR and all that stuff uh, mm-hmm. that's come out, uh, I'm, oh, guess- yeah. I'm guessing these J-Rods are pretty happy with what we've done. Why don't oh, they yeah. have the techn- technology? Dan, uh, Dusty, don't ask those kind of questions. <laughs> Absolutely. <I'll be> um, <laughs> good question, though. Um, so uh, a quote um, from Dan uh, is that J-Rod's race had actually inhabited Earth many thousands of years prior be- before being forced to leave by several factors. Pole shift, mm. solar flares, and ex- extensive crumbling of the Earth's mantle. So... Mm. Anybody been following how quick the North Pole's moving on us oh, lately? Yeah. Yes. Scientists are having trouble finding it. And the further north you get on the globe, your compasses are garbage. It It's moving like dozens, if not 100 miles a year now, it, the North Pole is yeah, moving. And they say it could really flip here pretty soon. If it could be picking up speed. I think it is picking up speed. <laughs> so pay attention to that. Okay. Um, wanted to share a video of Dan's account with uh, his relationship with the J-Rod. Um, J Rod's the J Rod's time travel, uh, the crash in 1953, and uh, a little bit more about Dan's abduction. So 3240, play that. With you and you're you're talking about your relationship with J Rod and how you um, communicated with him telepathically. Um, that struck me as incredibly real, and from that point on, I was very interested in what you had to say because I said this man. This man really experienced this. This is this is not uh, this is not bullshit. This is this is the real thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, if you could reiterate, kind of how you started working with J. Rod. Well, uh, he was working with me before I ever knew it. Of course, he was on board, as I understand. I have no memory of him directly, but I mean, uh, as I understand, in '73. 
He was on board uh, when he, he was abducted. He had to 73. The, oh. the alien was. Okay. And then, uh, this is even what I said to Jeff Ransom. Wait, say oh, that again? So when he was abducted in 1973, Chela was on the ship he was taken to. Okay. Remember. Gotcha. So when he was playing catch. So, But remember, Chela crashed in 1953, though. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. Well, shit. Well, yeah, this is the time travel piece. <laughs> okay. This doesn't boggle. I mean, it boggles my mind when you think about paradoxes to start with. Um, that he traveled to 73, I was picked up, and then he subsequently traveled back to the 53 time frame, and there was a crash, which means that he was held at S4. In 1973, at the time that I was playing baseball with my grandpa, and that he was also on board the craft, impinging into our time, lifting me up. Prosaically, I mean, it sounds crazy, but you know, it's a paradox, I guess. I mean, but um, I, I actually came into direct contact with him at the. Uh, End of uh, 1993, start of 94. Yeah, there's something wrong. So interesting, huh? So there's a little bit about that, um, about how uh, Chela was literally in two places at the same time, Mm -hmm. which some people with physics wouldn't necessarily uh, agree with that. Time travel, man. So you may have heard uh, that they... Um, referred to him as uh, J-Rod 52s or the 52s. Well, that that signifies um, that it that those are the gray aliens from 52,000 years in the future. Mm-hmm. But according to Burrish, um, UFOs that we're seeing are not actually spacecraft. They are time-traveling devices, and they actually come from three different groups. The P-45s, which are the gray aliens from 45,000 years in the future. The P-52s, which we're talking about, Shayla is one of them, is uh, 52,000 years in the futures. Uh, And the P-52 Orions. Now, he doesn't talk about the P-52 Orions, but they are a different type of alien, but yet another descendant of humans Mm -hmm. back when we split, when we were forced to leave the planet or whatever uh, he was describing. Um, And... So we're not talking about aliens. We're talking about human beings from the future, according to Dan. Okay. Okay. That just look differently. You know, mm-hmm. they've, they've evolved. Um, the Orion ones, uh, I said that, that the, the J-Rods come from uh, the, originally from the Zeta Reticuli. Um, the, these come from the, the Orions come from the constellation of Orion, hence the name. Um, Burrish received a telepathic mind meld with J-Rod over the years. Okay, let me take a step back. So Burrish was working with the, uh, the J-Rod in, uh, at Area 51 S4, and they had this big like kind of biosecurity dome that they would go into. And, and when they left, they had to go through the several-hour decontamination process. And so over the years, Dan was working with uh, Chela and they deven- d- uh, developed a bond and a friendship with it, with each other. Um, and so eventually um, Chela pulled Dan forward and they touched heads and they mind melded together. Um, apparently uh, Dan was in a coma for several days after this. Um, 
information on the Ganesh particle was transferred. Remember Project Mm -hmm. Lotus, the Ganesh particle, the ability to basically bond energy into a particle that you can create life. Now, he allegedly has uh, knowledge for this, and actually he kind of attributes at some points that's why he's still alive is that MJ-12 or the descendants of MJ-12, whatever it evolved into – they don't want to lose that information, so they're keeping them alive until they can figure out how to get it out. I of want them. to back you up here a little bit. Yeah, go Pete. for it. Um, so before that mind meld happened, they actually had a the, they had a protocol. Like he was supposed to like raise his hand, I believe. Okay. And then you never read this. No, I know I didn't come across it. But and go the ahead. alien was supposed to do something. They're supposed to slowly approach each other. And then the aliens, the one that broke the protocol, and came at him. And, uh, and came at Oh, I missed him. that. I missed that uh, that part. That was um, a big thing. Yeah, okay, well, uh, thanks, Dan. Okay. I, pre- I appreciate you looking at Can I ask you another question? Sure, I'm, if I can remember. I'm the guy. Why the humongous detox? Um, decontamination. Decontamination. He was actually in a suit when he was in there. Yeah. But... Yeah, he was he was at, in a suit in there. Uh, I don't know, alien biological protocols, you know? Mm. Quarantines. Yeah, okay. Probably standard quarantine, I would think, right? You don't want alien germs to get Just out. They're... Cause a... Freaking pandemic, pandemic. Yeah. but they, they also just abducted people and dropped them back down. So I was like, Government man, maybe the aliens the gov- got their own decontamination. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I'll tell you, the, the, the government uh-huh. does all sorts of weird stuff oh, we don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so this picture is allegedly. Oh, yeah, this, this? One, this one I came across, it's an alleged uh leaked Area 51 photo. Some websites said this is Chela. Some just use it as stock footage. So I don't know. I thought it was kind of neat to throw in there. I actually least. remember seeing the video of that. Yeah, it, right. Like, yeah, because and, and there's some really weird videos out there. And then of course, then there's the Eisenhower handshake one too. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can find it while you. But I, I, I basically threw that in there just for a little, uh, you know, eye candy. So <laughs> instead of just listening to me talk, oh, all it's time. good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, this is interesting. Uh-huh. This is interesting. When you say eye candy, it's not exactly what I think of. Yeah, but right. <laughs> but yeah, it's different. But you know what? And with this story too, and with Dan's account and, and alleged experience, um, what I find interesting is that you don't you, you do hear some time travel capabilities of aliens and stuff, right? And mm-hmm. be, how else are they going to be doing some of this stuff? But what's interesting is that he's coming out and saying these are descendants of human beings from the future, mm-hmm. which is. A little different take, right? Than, I can see than, that, yeah. than what we normally think about when we're talking light years well, away, and, right? And being a reader of a lot of science fiction and whatnot, and, um, it's interesting that they that they have these really small necks and uh, thin arms and whatnot mm-hmm. because a lot of the books are, are always talking about spacers. Well, not you know, but that's one name that they give them, and how you can tell people were born and lived in space where there's lower gravity because they'll have longer limbs. Uh, thinner bones, yep. you know that type of thing. So sure. I, I can kind of see that that similarity with aliens that we talk yep. about now. So yep. Yep. have you ever watched the movie or the TV show or series, The Expanse? Oh yeah, pretty, I read the books. Yeah, I, pretty yeah. cool. I, say, maybe say, it got better, but I didn't really care for the first season a little bit. It got kind of the books I, are phenomenal. I thought it got better, but there were some slow spots, just like anything when you're coming up with a series. You know, look at Walking Dead or but I whatever. I guess that's actually what we got. We got the base on the moon. We got the base yeah. on the Mars there. Right. Hmm. So anyway, I wanted to bring that. But anyway, they, they, there was a lot of things about um, developing. They had to take pills uh, to supplement uh, if they were out in space too long. Okay. By the way, I got the video up here. We'll, uh, oh, you did grab D-roll it. D-roll it here. All right. It does move. But look it? at the eyelid movement. I mean, come on. 
is blinking. Mm. All fake. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, and what's crazy about this, you know, unless you can demonstrate to me that 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 was somehow CGI'd or whatever. I mean, you've got like up close footage of an alien. People still don't believe in them. I know. No, yeah, they need Good luck to, with like, Sasquatch. They, they need know? to land in Times Square, New York, or some crazy thing, and and oh, that won't cause a panic. Oh, here's this yeah. other one. Remember we showed yeah, this before. Yeah, I the show? remember. I came across this one when I was looking too, and this one's a little more sketchy just because of the low lightness. I think but, I think this one's legit to be honest. Yeah, it yeah, it's pretty good, but the low. Well, it, it, this one was sick, right? Yeah, they mm-hmm. kept interrogating him. He was his immune system was wearing down. Yeah. And that bubble, I guess, is his heartbeat, I believe. But then, the, yeah, he has issues. Because he coughs or something, doesn't then, he, through it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there then the go. doctors yeah. run in and see if... Because the guy, Victor, who did this, says that the doctors were chosen for their ability to keep secrets, not their ability to uh, actually... Actually, doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I mean, that looks pretty legit there. What good does shining a light in their eyes do, though? Well, that's what they teach you, right? Yeah. <laughs> or you see it on the movies. It's just... Trying to see if there's anything. They're not in any biosecurity suit, though. Nope. Interesting. They got the thing around their mouth, though, so they're all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll save them from alien flu. I get okay. it now. Okay. Um, that's a super cool video, too. We, we digress. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, after uh, Dan Burrish developed this um, um, relationship with J-Rod, somehow they ended up in Egypt together um, in front of a Stargate that was active and unattended. And Dan shoved him through the Stargate and sent him back to his home planet. Did he describe the Stargate? Uh, a little bit, I, you know, I didn't, I don't think Cause I, I heard that I heard another person destru- describe the scar- <clears throat> stargates as being square, not the ones not we're circular. seeing. The- um, you know, I, it, it didn't get into that. He talks about the stargate a little bit more, um, in the, in the video we're pulling clips from. So, and I just encourage people to do that, do some Googling because you can spend hours reading about this guy. Oh, it's really, long. What, yeah. that interview is what? Two hours, two, two, hours? two, two and a quarter hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's dozens of other articles and videos on him, and uh, he's got a lot of. He went in front of the camera a lot, talk, telling his story. So anyway, um, here's another discrepancy. Like I came across some information that said that uh, Chela uh, actually died in captivity versus getting sent through the Stargate, and that mm. he was a prisoner there, and that's why Dan let him go. But then. Another website was talking about how it was part of an exchange program. In the back of my mind, I was thinking we're getting Project Serpo blended in in here. Because if you remember, Project Serpo was a gray alien exchange program from the Zeta Reticuli Uh, system. It was Zeta Reticuli, but they weren't grays. They were the Evans. Oh, really? I thought it was grays. They kind of looked like grays. I'll, I'll bring a picture okay, up real quick. All right. while you... I'm sorry. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you clarified that because I remember we talked about Project Serpo and Zeta Reticuli. So anyway, I, I, I kind of felt that that was maybe like just um, some some unintentional misinformation there, I'll say. Um, all I remember is Project Serpo is they brought that lawnmower with them. Remember that, Dusty? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, Why the hell do you need a lawnmower? <laughs> so we're right gonna here. Sh- 
We'll talk a little bit about uh, not this, quite gray as the eyes yeah, are smaller. Not, yep, not quite. So better jawline. This Stargate in um, Abydos or Abydos, Egypt, is a natural Stargate. Dan goes on to talk about the different types of Stargates there are. Okay, and there are at least. According to Burrish, there are at least 50 Stargate or portals scattered across the planet, mm. 50 wow. on the planet, 50. and they're controlled by several countries, and there's three types of them. The first they refer to as Yellow Book, and which allow the user to see their own future. Hmm. This is Looking Glass. The second type are Wormholes of Natural Origin. And, and they're located at specific points on the planet. I would start looking at ley lines if you want to find out mm. where these are, yeah. right? And where, where these things are lining up. Um, and these allow people and objects to be transported to other planets or stars. Don't know why you'd want to travel to a star, but whatever. Technology is cool. Maybe you got suits that can handle it. Um, but anyway, uh, so that's your traditional Stargate, right? You can walk through it, send mm. robots through it, right? Yep. And the third types are uh, Stargates or portals that were created by humans. Um, apparently, the Majestic 12 group built several of these in the Looking Glass project. Mm. Um, and they can be used in combination with the Yellow Book ones to see the future. So they're looking at the future, and they can somehow do that. So Majestic 12 has been building these. Um, Dan predicts that in the future, a catastrophe will occur that will kill millions of people. Um According to Dan, it's about between 4 billion, 500 million people. So about 4.5 billion people will die with this. Um, didn't provide any details about when it will be, no, of course how not. it will happen, or when it will happen. Yellowstone caldera. However, it is described in the in the Aztec Stone of the Sun, in which it's spoken of the fifth age, the age we're currently in, uh, there will be a cosmic tragedy. Now... People hooked on. I found some older websites that were pointing to December twenty second, twenty twelve. That right, that's the end of the Mayan calendar, and and saying this is uh -huh. what it's going to happen. And, mm. and I think we heard a lot about Planet Planet X mm. and, and oh, this yeah. and that and all these things that were going to happen. Well, we're we're here, and but maybe we, we did an episode on Max uh, Lohan or Lohan or however you want to pr pronounce his name. And according to him, it could have happened. We would have just shifted to a different dimension. Sure. But anyway, so again, another Mandela effect. Potential, right? Right. So Dan may be right. Um, but anyway, when this tragic event occurs, that's when the human race splits and begins this 45,000, 52,000 year journey in the future, which then will create grays, time travel technology. We'll start degrading our DNA. We'll have to come back. Stargate will get made. TV show, and then they'll talk about it. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, super but cool. But the question is, they're trying to prevent that future by coming back. So if they, I guess. Or are they just trying to take whatever we develop here because for some reason they don't, they have time travel technology, but not technology to do genetic stuff. Um, that, oh, I wish, yeah, good. You saw Dusty's look. I was like, that was a good one. There we go. That <laughs> Dusty, it's a, it's a hole. I, you know, yeah. um, I, I'd like to hear in some comments, maybe if, if somebody's a little more versed on that, uh, maybe Ash can chime in. If he's done a lot of studying, uh, z z zip that up for us mm. because that's, that's a huge thing. Why would they come back and ask us for anything? We got to be like 
us. You we know, gotta be archaic. Yeah, we gotta be like going back and knocking on rhesus monkey doors mm-hmm. and saying, right. "Hey, can you develop us a vaccine it would, for it'd cancer?" Be us going you to know? the jungle and asking gorillas how to make a better nuclear. Yeah, know, weapon. Plant or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, but a oh super cool goodness. story. He's out there a lot. He hasn't been afraid to talk about it for many years. And I thought it was a really good suggestion. Yeah. Good, good, good thing to talk. Good about. Good topic. It yeah. really is. Anything else, gentlemen? No, sir, like you did a wonderful job. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on another great episode of Talk is Cheap, where talk is cheap and cheap is talk, and talk is cheap. Talk is cheap and cheap is talk, and talk is cheap and cheap is talk. Oh, uh, hell he's no. in a loop. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Have a good one. Take it easy.